because I, I, I get on the, the run easy bandwagon all the time. I live, I practically live on the run easy bandwagon, if we're going to be honest. Episode 875 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode, best of ish edition. Today's quick tip get out of your comfort zone to grow. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's little uh, kind of pseudo trip down memory lane, the old best of ish quick tip episode, uh, I want to take a, a second and let you know that one of the perhaps easiest ways that you can uh, support the show financially at, I would say at no cost to yourself, but like it does require some cost to yourself, but it's probably on stuff you're already spending money on, aka the stuff you're buying on Amazon. If, you, if you're like me, um, pandemic or no pandemic, I uh, feel like... You know, the, uh, the Amazon deliveries are uh, a multiple times per week occurrence at our house. Um, and it's been that way for, uh, for quite a while now. And if, if you're like that as well, uh, you can support the show by using uh, any of the, the links that are in the show notes that go to like buying anything off of Amazon. You know, any books, any products, foam rollers, weights. I mean, whatever. There's, there's dozens of things that we've linked to in the show notes over the years. Um, and I'll make it real easy. I'll give you one right now. Uh, if you just go to disruns.com slash foam roller, disruns.com slash foam roller, all one word, that links you back to uh, the foam roller that I have on Amazon. But if you go through that link and then, you know, whether you get a foam roller or not, you just go and do the rest of your Amazon shopping from there. Um, it takes like a couple of half pennies from uh, Jeff Bezos's account and moves them to my account. And so he's still getting dollars over donuts for everything you, you, you buy and everything I buy on Amazon. But, uh, you know, he's getting just a, a, a hair penny less and I'm getting a hair penny more, uh, simply for you using that link. So, you know, disruns.com slash foam roller. If, if you're willing, you know, maybe save that as your bookmark. That way, every time you buy something from Amazon between, you know, now and forever, um, you're helping out the show at the same time and maybe making Bezos just a little bit less richer. Not that I'm, not that I'm against a rich guy getting richer, but, uh, come on now, how, you know, at what point, at what point is enough enough? Um, so if you want to help me out a little bit, help keep the lights on, help keep the show going. Um, like I said, I mean, it costs you what you're going to spend money on anyway. It costs you nothing more than that. Uh, but, uh, it's a great way to do so. Disruns.com slash foam roller. Go ahead and bookmark it, bookmark it at the office, bookmark it at the, at wherever, wherever you have a computer that you're using, that you're buying stuff. Uh, it certainly helps, helps the cause. Uh, and you can even go, if you really wanted to, to, to have fun with it, go through that link and then just click like the main, you know, homepage home button on, on Amazon, but it's still got my code in there. You could bookmark that one. That way you don't have to see the foam roller every time. Although, you know, maybe, maybe, you, maybe it needed a reminder to do it, do some more foam rolling, a reminder that this guy needs. That is for sure. But anyway, disruns.com slash foam roller, uh, helps the cause and is much appreciated. So today we got a little best of ish episode. Which, uh, in case in case you're unaware, in case you haven't uh, been down one of these these journeys before with me, it's it's a real simple process. Over the last you know six plus years, we've done a lot of best of. Uh, I'm sorry, we've done a lot of quick tip episodes, trying to do some coaching things, try to help you out, uh, teach you a few things, maybe sometimes remind you of a few things. And uh, you know, as the as time goes by, more episodes come out. Some of these these episodes, these tips get kind of lost in the, uh, in the shuffle, you know, a couple hundred episodes ago, whatever the case might be. So instead of completely reinventing the wheel, uh, every week, try to about once a month or so go back into the archives and, and dust one off that I think was pretty good, pretty timeless. Uh, something that is just as relevant now as maybe as it was, uh, back, back in the day when, uh, when I first recorded it. And today we're going back, back in the time machine to April of 2018. So just a little over two years ago, uh, to an episode that is all about, kind of ways that we got to be willing to get uncomfortable 
And uh, this was originally episode 556, if you want to go back and check that out. Because basically what I do is, this, this audio is completely brand new. I haven't gone back and listened to the, to the past audio. Uh, it's, it's my new take or my current take on a, on a pre-existing topic. Might line up pretty close. You can go back and compare notes if you want. Like I said, disruns.com slash 556. Uh, see if I'm close. See if I've changed my, my views. I don't think I have. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, so let's dive into it, shall we? Uh, you, you've probably heard... The, the sayings before load nors I've, I've heard them multiple places about, you know, how growth only happens outside of your comfort zone. Um, and, and it makes sense, right? Because, because in order to, to grow in a lot of cases in nature, just in nature broadly, um, usually a little bit of stress, a little bit of, of kind of something outside of the norm is required to get bigger, get stronger, to, to move in that direction. And our bodies are no different. You know, I mean, you think about strength training, that's exactly how we, we grow in terms of strength training, getting stronger, building more muscle, improving the, the neuromuscular connections between our brain and our, and our bodies is through the stress of doing resistance training and running is really no different. You know, the way the, the ways that we can kind of get faster and build our endurance is by stressing our bodies, stressing our systems from the training that we're doing. And then that stress causes our bodies to adapt and causes us to, to, you know, get the gains that we're, that we're working towards. And as much as we all probably know that on one level or another, it's easy to kind of get in a little bit of a rut, right? It's kind of, especially right now, especially COVID-19 time, there's no races on the calendar. It's, it's easy to just kind of fall into what's comfortable, you know, a comfortable amount of mileage, comfortable amount of intensity. Um, and, and as such, we're not growing. Perhaps we're not growing a whole lot right now. Now, as, as we'll get to a little bit later, like that's okay. You know, if you're in a good place, if life's a little bit crazy right now, and the last thing that, that you need from your running is to get all crazy, you just need running to kind of be there, be steady. By all means, staying comfortable is a, it can be a very good thing. Again, especially right now with, with all the uncertainty that's in the world, uh, all the uncertainty that's been in the world for the last six plus months, like comfortable isn't the bad, isn't the worst thing. But if you want to grow, and growing can look a bunch of different ways. Growing can be getting faster. can be running farther. can be chasing a time goal, which is a little bit of a combination of getting faster maybe and also building some endurance. Uh, it could be staying healthy. could be a bunch of things. But if, if you're looking to grow as a runner, you got to get out. You got to get uncomfortable once in a while. You just got to. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Now, you don't want to go crazy with that. And, and a lot of times when I talk to runners on social media, when I talk to the, the runners that I coach, uh, when I talk to some of you guys on Facebook or whatever the case might be, you know, w- when I say get uncomfortable, when, when the topic turns to getting uncomfortable, you know, the, the first thought is to run faster, run harder, because I think we can all agree that pushing, pushing the pace, pushing the effort, eh, that counts as uncomfortable. You know, like, like it, it's not, it, you don't just go from running, you know, whatever, insert numbers here, running 12 minute pace to run in nine minute pace and just be, Oh, Oh, ho hum. No big deal. Like you're, you're getting after it, right? Anytime you pick up the pace, you feel it and you do it for very long it becomes uncomfortable right? as the lactic acid builds up as the, the body gets fatigued as, as the muscles, uh, lose, you know, lose some of their strength or lose some of their power production because of the, the fatigue and the lactic acid. It's not a pleasurable experience. However, growing as a runner and you know where I'm going with this. Whether you listened to episode 556 when this was the original topic or not, if you've been listening very long, you know where I'm going with this. Running faster all the time is not the solution. 
Yes, that counts as being uncomfortable, but it's not, it's not uh, the level of uncomfortable that our bodies need. We get that uncomfortable that often, we're going to almost certainly break down, have injuries. And while injuries are also uncomfortable, that's not exactly the, the type of uncomfort that really leads to growth as runners, right? That, that may, may even lead to more stagnation because we're not training, we're not working, we're not maintaining and building more fitness because we're resting in order to recover from injuries. So getting uncomfortable as a runner to, to you know, try to spur growth in your running ambitions and in your running goals, it's not all about running faster. Not all about running faster. Occasionally, yeah, which we're going to get into in just a second. But regularly, no. There are, however, some other things that you can do on a pretty regular basis that can push you out of your comfort zone, that can make you a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe not to the same level as just hammering repeats all the time or hammering hill repeats all the time. But in terms of spurring growth, which is ultimately what we're working towards here, or at least what the, the goal is when you're trying to grow, right? In order to spur that growth that you're, that you're striving for, here are some ways that you can, you know, cause a little bit of stress, a little bit un- of uncomfort to your body that very well, not guaranteed, but very well may lead to that growth in your running career, running ambitions that you're seeking. So first and foremost on my list, again, not one that's going to be a, a big surprise to those of you that have been around for a minute, uh, but stop running at meh. Stop running at such a meh pace. All right. This is, this is you going back to everything I believe in these days when it comes to training, either run easy or run hard, but don't run in the middle ground. Okay. And that's what a lot of people do. Why? Because it's kind of feels comfortable, right? If, if it's not as hard as hammering repeats or holding tempo pace for four or five miles, so it feels pretty good. It feels pretty easy. But when you get that heart rate monitor on, or when you try to, to talk and carry on a couple of sentences and you realize you can barely get out a couple of words at a time before you, when you do it, if you're breathing like that, if your heart rate's, you know, in the, in the zone four, probably even in zone three, but certainly into zone four, zone five, you're not running easy. You're not running easy. Now, again, there's a time and a place to do that. There's a time and a place to absolutely hammer it. And, and I know that that's something that I don't know that I differentiate as often as I should. Cause I, I, I get on the, the run easy bandwagon all the time. I live, I practically live on the run easy bandwagon if we're going to be honest. Right. But I go hard once in a while, not as often as I maybe should could certainly not as often as I could, but I do go hard once in a while. So it's okay to run hard once in a while, not even not on race day. It's okay to run hard in training. It's okay to run a good hard workout. Sometimes it's okay to just leave the heart rate monitor at home and just go out and run and have fun and not worry about the data. Maybe worry about your mileage, but don't worry about your heart rate all the time. (laughs) says the heart rate guy. That's a little bit ridiculous, but anyway, it's okay to do that. It's also very much okay to run easy. And here's one area where this might be getting outside of the comfort zone because it feels more comfortable. Like I said, to kind of run in that middle ground in that meh category, you might feel awkward slowing down enough to run easy. It might be uncomfortable to have to walk some during what should be an easy run. Not because you're tired, not because your legs are fatigued or you're gasping for breath, but because your heart rate gets up too high. Or because your, you know, your talk test, some of those different tests that you can do to, to kind of see how, how hard you're working because you find out you're working too hard for it to be easy anymore. 
that can be uncomfortable, but it can also spur growth. It can also spur growth. This isn't the time or the place to really dive deep into heart rate training. That time and place is coming. All right. But it, we're not here right now. But again, just remember that for most of us to get faster, we don't need to get faster. We need to build endurance with the speed we already have. Meaning if your regular pace right now is a 10 minute pace and you're trying to run a four hour sub four hour marathon, which means you need to be down to about nine minute pace. I would bet you that if you're doing repeats, you're running at like 7.30, eight minute pace, markedly faster than that nine minute pace that you're required for running a marathon. So you don't need to get faster. You need to build your endurance. And that is what running easy does. So get comfortable running easy. It's going to feel awkward, but if you, if you do it, if you're consistent with it, if you stick with it for four, six, eight weeks, it stops feeling so unnatural and it just kind of feels like that's kind of how, how it's supposed to work. And all of a sudden your easy pace goes from like your actual, truly easy pace. You know, that maybe it's, has gone into the 11 or 12s or 13s or 14s or whatever starts to tick down a little bit. And eventually I'm not going to say before you know it, because it's not going to be before you know it, but eventually you might find that you're running faster than what you currently think is easy at a level of effort that really truly is easy. And when you can do that, look out cookout on race day, look out cookout on race day. So stop running at meh, which probably feels comfortable and get on, get comfortable being uncomfortable, at least at first at an easy pace or hammer it. And that's going to be uncomfortable too. hammer it when it's appropriate. And you, you might be surprised at how much growth comes from getting out of my zone when it comes to your pace and getting faster or slower or running, running harder or not as hard, I guess, faster and slower are all relative, of course. Um, but that can be a huge way to spur growth. What else? What are other ways to spur growth by getting uncomfortable? How about pumping up the volume? How about adding a few miles to your plate? You know, if, if you're, uh, the type of runner who this was me leading into 2020, pretty much have been running the same amount of mileage each year for like the last three or four years. I mean, not the exact same, but plus or minus like a hundred, maybe 150 miles, which I know this is a lot, but you know, over the course of 12 months, that's like a difference of, I mean, you can do the math, right? Over the course of a year, if we're talking plus or minus 150 miles, that's three miles a week. It's not a lot, not a lot week after week. Right. But this year I'm on pace to go well over 2000. Not well, well over. I'm, I'm on pace for like 2050, 2060 miles, something like that. It's a whole lot more than the, than the 15 to 16 to 1700 that I've been getting for the last three or four years though. All right. At first the, the pace that I'm on right now feels pretty good, but now is, uh, you know, middle of September rewind nine months ago, pre pandemic. And the, the amount of mileage, the amount of volume that I'm doing right now, it felt like a, it, it was uncomfortable. It was more mileage than I was used to, but by getting outside of the comfort zone, by running more, my body was uncomfortable. It was a stressor. I was uncomfortable. My body's adapted. I've grown because of it. You know, it's, it's helping me build more of a base. It's helping me to have more to, to build upon when races do come back in the, on, on the circuit, on the surface, on the surface, on the circuit, when races are a thing again, I've got more of a base now because I've pumped up the volume a little bit increased the amount of running I've been doing. All right. So there's another way you can get uncomfortable. Just do more. Again, you want to do this intelligently. You want to not overload your system with this huge avalanche of additional mileage, build it up gradually. I mean, it's taken me, you know, nine and a half months to get to where we are now from where I was on January 1st, but ramp it up gradually, stress your body a little bit at a time. Your body responds. You continue to grow. 
you know, do that for several months in a row. Do that from now until December. Now until you start training for a race in the spring, hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll notice a difference. You'll see some growth. That's what we're going for. What else? We got three more three more options on the uh, the agenda today, and, and so much for this being a quick tip. But you know, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, do the little things. Do the little things. How often have I talked about the little things? And 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 in and of themselves, the little things aren't that uncomfortable, right? Like, I mean, yeah, getting on the foam roller doesn't exactly um, feel like uh, feel like uh, it's it's the, the the most fun thing all the time. Which is probably why maybe maybe that's why we don't do it. But some of the other little things, you know, being well hydrated eating well, cross-training once in a while. And you don't have to kill yourself on the cross-trainer. Get on the spin bike while you're watching TV, while you're watching a movie. You know? Take take uh, take the iPad to the gym. And get on the elliptical. Get on the Stairmaster. Stairmaster. Whatever. Like, you know, you don't have to kill yourself. Just go at a nice, a nice steady pace. Get the heart rate up a little bit. Break a little bit of a sweat. It's not that uncomfortable. Just got to do it. Got to do it. But, but the reason that the little things are so helpful, the reason that cross-training is good, the reason that... that foam rolling, massaging are good. Go to bed early. That's uncomfortable because we got to give up, you know, a little bit extra time a day when none of us have enough time in the day. But the little things really make a difference. They help you stay healthy. They help you recover faster. They help you to build more fitness, which newsflash, all those things are good for us as runners. So cross training, how does that kind of count as uncomfortable to the body? Well, you're, you're working your body in a different, different way, right? We, our running muscles for a lot of us, they're overworked myself included, absolutely included, but you get some cross training in, you get some, some swimming, some rowing, even some strength training, which you can make an argument. Strength training is different. And I would make that argument, but whatever we can, we can lump it in here the same way. You're working your body in different way, different planes of motion, different movements, different types of resistance that spurs the body to growth, get stronger, improve range of motion. All right. Recruit different muscle fibers, engage the glutes more so that when you're running, your glutes are actually firing. Instead of having that, that, uh, you know, that, that lame lazy butt syndrome, I think is what it's called. Not, not the technical term, but I think it's, it gets thrown around once in a while because our glutes aren't engaged. We'll do some squats, do some lunges, maybe do some, some swimming, some, some flutter, some, some, you know, uh, not butterfly, just some regular, you know, freestyle swimming where you're kicking with your legs straight. That's going to get your glutes engaged, fired up, do some strength exercises to engage the glutes. That's going to translate over. It's going to be uncomfortable. Might hurt a little bit. Might have a little sore arse after uh, a, f- a few rounds of those types of exercises and activities. But it's going to spur that growth. That's going to get your glutes to engage on a regular basis when you're running. You know, foam rolling. Again, you don't need me to tell you how how uncomfortable foam rolling can be. But it's great for improving circulation. It's great for for breaking up the adhesions in your muscles, which allow your muscles to contract and relax, and the fi- the the fibers in your in your muscles to to slide past each other, which is a key part of contraction and relaxing relaxation, um, which is obviously pretty important for the muscles to work like they're designed, and for us to be able to run to the best of our ability. So that's a pretty good thing. Diet, eating the right things. You can't. You don't have to be perfect, but eat healthy foods. Drink plenty of water instead of you know, an extra pot of coffee a day, which is something I've had to come around on, but I'm, I'm there now. And it's a good thing, you know, just taking care of the little things, not always easy, not always convenient. Sometimes you wish you had something better to do, but it can make a difference. It can make a difference. Two more to go. First one, which is actually the fourth one, but you know what I'm getting at here. A little bit self-serving. I'll admit it, but maybe just maybe working with a coach might help you again, a little bit self-serving since, you know, I am a coach, but how can working with a coach help you? And, and seriously, this isn't just like a plug for myself. 
All right. Like I'm happy to have those conversations. I've got a handful of openings still available at the moment. Um, but I've got other great coaches that I know that if I don't feel like we're a good fit, I'm happy to introduce you to one of them. If I think that you might be a better fit for them or vice versa. Um, but how can a coach be helpful? Well, it certainly can be uncomfortable because it costs money, right? Um, it might also be uncomfortable because the coach is probably going to ask you to do some things that maybe you're not doing on your own right now. You know, maybe, maybe it's easy, easy ish on occasion when you're tired, when the weather sucks a little bit to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to sleep in today and you know, whatever, no big deal. Well, when your coach then checks in and goes, Hey, how was that run? Or what happened? I saw in Strava, you didn't, you didn't get that running yesterday. Is everything okay? And you have to say, oh yeah, coach, it, everything's okay. I just, you know, slept in yesterday. Once in a while, at least, at least for me, I'm, I'm okay with that. Hey, listen to your body. Sometimes you got to get some more rest. That happens every day, a few weeks in a row. Now, now we got to crack the whip a little bit. Got to get a little tough love. So that can be uncomfortable enough to spur you to get out of bed, right? And get you going, get your workouts in, get your miles in doing those things that you know you need to do, but sometimes you just need a little extra, sometimes pat on the back, sometimes, uh, you know, kick in the backside, whatever, whatever kind of works for you is what you might need. And a coach can provide that coach can also give you some structure again, can maybe put some workouts on your calendar that you don't exactly care for, but they're good for you. Those workouts make you uncomfortable. That uncomfortableness spurs growth, gets you where you want to be. And maybe you wouldn't have done that workout if you didn't have a coach that you were paying for telling you to do it. So, you know, I'm not claiming to be a miracle worker. I'm not claiming to be everybody's, you know, the, the right, the right mix of, of whip cracking and, uh, and backpacking, backpacking, backpatting, uh, for everybody. But I like to think I'm, I'm, I know a few things about what I'm doing. I like to think I'm helpful to at least a few of the folks that I work with. Um, and so if you think that might be something that would help, help you out, let me know. Let me know. Last but not least for today's list, although I could probably keep going for a while though, you know, Pretty soon we wouldn't be in. A, we're already not in quick tip territory. Who are we kidding? But uh, you know, if I if I kept going too much longer, it'd be you know long tip territory. Um, but you know, last one on the list for today of, of ways to help you get uncomfortable and spur some growth as a runner. Set bigger goals. Set bigger goals. I know that for me sometimes, I I'm a little bit guilty of setting goals that maybe aren't a slam dunk, but they're like an uncontested layup. If you know basketball terminology at all. You know, it's, it's not a guarantee that the goals I set for myself, especially in the past, are going to be successful, but it, it doesn't take a lot of stretching. It doesn't take a lot of uncomfortableness to get the growth required to reach the goal. Very, very minimal sometimes in my past. This year, I did kind of throw caution to the wind. And uh, while I may not be on track for all my goals, some of my goals I am on track for, and there are big goals. There are goals that... Uh, if not scary, we're at least intimidating. Like, oh, snap. All right. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to reach this mark in the business, in, in, in my business life, in my business financials, if I'm going to reach this mark in my running, in my, you know, whatever, my family, family goals, family situation targets that I have for myself. Like, I can't just keep doing the same old thing because I'm not going to get there. End of story. Right. If, if your goal is just a little bit of, of moving in the right direction, you can pretty much just kind of keep doing what you're doing. And hope that momentum kind of coasts you that extra little couple, 3% distance. If you're trying to, to do something 3x, 4x, 5x, that might be hard to get there all the way. But damn, if you if you put a good solid effort in, 
you know, and, and your target's 5X, and you put a good, hard effort in. You're working hard. Again, running or otherwise. You might end up at like 3.5X. And that ain't bad. There's certainly growth. More growth than you would have had if you didn't get that uncomfortable, right? So, you know, as, as, as we're here in September, maybe now is the time to set some bigger goals for, you know, from here to the end of the year. Certainly something to keep in your mind, you know, as, as we get into November and December and we start to look towards more towards 2021, although a lot of us are already looking towards 2020 run, right? Get this, get this train wreck of 2020 behind us as quickly as we can. When we start looking to the goals for the new year, when races come around again, hopefully, when life starts to, to go back to where we can intermingle with our friends and our fellow runners, maybe it's time to set some bigger goals. Instead of just trying to PR by, you know, whatever, by a minute in the marathon or in the half marathon, why not set a goal for a 10-minute, 15-minute PR? Is that a lot? Yeah. Is it a little scary? Yeah, absolutely. But if you set that as your goal, lock in, do the work, maybe you quote-unquote only PR by seven minutes instead of 10 or 11 minutes instead of 15. But if you only set the bar for one minute PR, even if you hit it, you've only PR'd by one minute. But if you come up short of your 15 minute goal with an 11 minute PR, I mean, you don't need to be a math whiz to realize that's 10 minutes better than what you would have done had you not set as big of a goal. So set a big goal. It can be a little scary. It can be a little uncomfortable, but it can really spur you to, to some big go- big growth. So, you know, with where we are right now in the world, if you're looking for ways to kind of grow more as a runner, kind of got to think about being uncomfortable. So stop running at meh pace. Get comfortable running slower. Push the pace once in a while to run faster. But but stop running at that kind of pace. It just kind of feels natural because it's probably too hard to be easy, but not easy enough. No, it's probably too hard to be easy, but too easy to be hard. There we go. I'll get my words right eventually. If I just keep flapping my yap long enough, eventually it comes out, I think, the way I mean it to mean. Right. Another way, pump up the volume. Just add more miles to your mix. Do it smartly. Don't overload the system, but either run a little bit more for each of your runs or add an extra day. Maybe a little bit of both, but the both usually is a, is a process, right? But that's a great way to get uncomfortable and spur some growth. Get serious about doing the little things. You're not sure where to start? Dizruns.com slash little things. I think I forgot to mention that earlier. I think I've probably mentioned it enough, but if I haven't, Dizruns.com slash little things. There's the course. It's all about how to incorporate some of the little things into your routine. Hopefully, if you incorporate it, it's going to be uncomfortable at first and it's going to spur some growth as well. Uh, fourth on the list, hire a coach, self-explanatory, not really self-explanatory, but if, if, if you think a coach might be, might be useful for you, disruns.com slash coaching has all the coaching information on my stuff. And if you don't think we're a good fit, cool. Let me know if you're, if you're in the market, I'll point you to some other friends of mine that might be a better, better fit for you. Last but not least ways to get uncomfortable, set bigger goals, aim higher. Even if you come up a little bit short, you're still going to probably end up farther than you would have if you kept your goals very, very moderate in, in terms of growth potential. So set, set big goals, do the work, see what happens. Last but not least, just a reminder that it is okay to be comfortable. Like I said at the beginning, if, if your life is just, is just still upside down right now due to pandemic and the economy and figuring out what the, what the hell is going on and where am I going to go and wh- what am I going to do to keep the lights on? Hey, maybe right now, comfortable is right where you need to be. And that's okay. That's okay. Keep on keeping on. Let running be a constant. If you're happy with with where you are right now, that's cool. When you're ready to grow, when you're ready for more, when hopefully life settles down a little bit, 
and you can you can come up for breath and go, all right, I'm ready to tackle this goal or that goal. Come back and revisit this one. Implement some ways to get uncomfortable. But right now, if life is uncomfortable enough, let running be comfortable. Don't give up on running completely. At least hopefully you don't have to, right? Dial it back. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Run at whatever pace feels good. Don't increase your mileage. Don't worry about all the little things. Don't hire me. Don't set huge, monstrous, scary goals. Just run. And when you're ready, dial it up and get uncomfortable. So that is it for today. What are your thoughts? Did you, did you like this one? Did it make a little bit of sense? Hopefully it, it hit the mark in a positive way. Hopefully it didn't strike a nerve. That's that's not what we're going for. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can uh, always send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And uh, you can also head over to the show notes for today, which I don't even Which one did I say this one? Dizruns.com slash... Uh, come on, Diz. Have your information here. Have it figured out. Dizruns.com slash 875 is the link for sh- the show notes today, which again, spoiler alert, they're basically copy and pasted from, you know, episode 556, three, two and a half years ago. But there are memes. There are gifs. They are a little bit clever, I think. I hope. Worth a laugh. Check them out. Dizruns.com slash 875. And don't forget, if you're if you're shopping on Amazon, you know, you can, you can, you can send a shekel my way. If you use the link, disruns.com slash foam roller, disruns.com slash foam roller, then just search the way and buy whatever you want. Get some, some TVs and get some fancy electronics and get some fancy this and fancy. The more, the more you spend that you're going to spend anyway, the, you know, the shekels turn into drachmas, turn into whatever dollars eventually. Uh, and it's all appreciated. All helps keep the, keep the show going at literally no extra expense to you than whatever you're going to buy anyway. And if you're just buying little stuff, Hey, those, those shekels add up too. So I appreciate your support. Disruns.com slash uh, foam roller to uh, use it, set that as an Amazon link bookmark and uh, much appreciated. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. If you did hit that share button, tell a friend, spread the word. And uh, you know, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, it'll be okay. It'll be a little, it'll be okay. You know, you'll, you'll grow. You'll, you'll become more comfortable with spreading the word. And then uh, more people hear the show and that helps, that helps me and hopefully helps you guys as well. So until next time, y'all please be well. Thanks again for listening and uh, take care of yourselves. All right. Until next time. See you. Thank <laughs> you.